0: friends. I want to say welcome to Vernonia Church and our online teaching time. I'm so glad that you've joined us this morning. My name is Sam. I'm the pastor here at Vernonia Church, and uh, it's my privilege to share with you these messages from the scriptures as we dive in to hear what God has to say to us. We've been in this series where we're talking about following our Good Shepherd, and this morning I'm going to have a teaching in that series where we're going to dive into the idea of asking for our shepherd's help. And it's going to be a great day. Before we do anything, I'd like to ask you to uh, just let me know how I can be praying for you. Uh, Be sure to hit that link below, uh, whatever platform you're on. If you're here on YouTube, you you can click that link to our connection card, not our connection card. There's a place to let me know how I can be praying for you specifically. I want to be praying for you. you you're a part of Vernonia Church and our online teaching, uh, and, uh, and and I want to make sure that you have somebody praying for you because it's all about prayer today. It's all about asking the shepherd's help, and and I want to go to the shepherd on your behalf. Also, I want to encourage you, to, if you haven't done so already, uh, would you please like and share? and subscribe and do all those things that help us reach more people help us help us uh, grow in our in our message as we share the message of the gospel with our online community Uh, whatever you can do to be a part of that we'd love to have you helping us reach more people with the message uh, of God with the message of uh, of the scriptures well let's pray together and then we'll dive in to today's teaching. Father in heaven, I come before you right now and and God, I just want to ask that you would bless this time that we spend diving into your word and thinking about coming before you. Thinking about how you want us to be asking you our shepherd and how the more we ask, the more we trust and the more we uh, the more we can grow in faith and and God, the more of your goodness we can experience in our life. And so God, I pray that you will and Just be with us and bless us as we dive in today. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, some of you know, I want to dive into our teaching now. Some of you know that... Uh, that I have been, I was born a Buffalo Bills fan. I've been a Buffalo Bills fan since I was a little kid. I grew up in upstate New York and the Bills have always been my team, whether they've been winning or whether they've been losing. And I've just been, I've been so excited this year as I've been watching the Bills uh, just do great. Uh, If you don't care about football, that's fine. If you don't care about the NFL, that's fine. Uh, But that's just something that I've been doing and I've been really enjoying watching as the Bills have been doing. Doing good this year, and so Monday night I sat down with my wife. We sat down to eat. I put on the Bills game. I'm excited to get in and and watch my team play. I, I live on the other side of the country now in Oregon, but uh, I still have found a way that I can see the Bills games. And like many people, Monday night uh, we were. We were shocked because just a few moments, uh, just a few minutes left in the first quarter of the game, you might have watched or you might have read the news. You might have heard how the safety went in, uh, the Bill's safety, number three, uh, went in and uh, his name's DeMar Hamlin, and he went in and he made a tackle. And after he made his tackle, he got up, uh, he kind of straightened out his helmet, and then he just kind of went limp and fell over. And I remember thinking that was not good. You know, something there it was just not good. And 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 then all of a sudden everybody realized something there wasn't good. The medical teams ran onto the field as this player wasn't moving, and then the ambulance came out onto the field, and this player still wasn't moving, and the story as it unfolded uh, came out that he actually, after his hit, he had a heart attack, and he wasn't breathing on the field. They got him breathing. They got him hooked up to oxygen. They ended up taking him off the field, and one of the things I noticed as I'm watching this football game is that all of a sudden uh, team members they were they were in tears some of these big tough and rough football players were uh, were crying and they were upset and they were concerned and and then they started panning around the field and and some of the players were on their knees praying for their fellow uh, teammate and and some of the other team had come around and there's huddles forming all around the field and people are praying uh, even the sportscasters uh, started saying we need to pray everybody needs to pray because nothing like this has ever happened in an NFL game and and they were really concerned for their player who who had real uh, a real issue all of a sudden it stopped being about football it stopped being about a game and and all of a sudden uh, all these big rough and tough and very wealthy uh, very uh, influential people these superstars uh, all of a sudden all their wealth all their fame all the all the strength that they had uh, didn't matter all of a sudden, what everyone started doing was turning to someone who has power when we're powerless. Someone who has uh, the only person who has the ability to do anything about a situation like this. Uh, hey, They all they all turned to God and they began to pray uh, right there. And, and I, I was almost brought to tears when the entire Buffalo Bills football team, the coaching staff and everybody just came around and huddled up in the middle of the field and began to pray. Pray for Damar Hamlin, their teammate. Uh, it was just beautiful. It was a, it was an amazing moment. Uh, and I remember personally, I began to pray. You know, I'm, I'm praying for this guy who obviously, at the time, we didn't know what it was, but who obviously had a serious injury that was going on. And, and we prayed uh, because, because all of a sudden. We knew that only God could do something about the situation that we were all facing, and amazingly, uh, the NFL canceled the game. The new uh, or the the TV stations had to do something else, and and all this all this uh, money, all this effort, it, it didn't matter anymore because what mattered was this guy and his and his health this guy and his recovery now he did have a cardiac arrest and and as of today it may change until uh sunday but as of today i'm recording early this week because we have a a funeral service on saturday when i usually record i'm recording it's thursday as of today the news is saying that he has been getting better he's still in a critical condition but he's been awake and uh, someone uh, said that he was able to not speak but he was able to write down his thoughts uh, as he was communicating with the people in the in the hospital and one of the things he asked was uh, did we win <laughs> and that was one of his first questions he asked when he came out and uh, someone said uh, that the, the, the answer came out uh, you won at life, you know, you you won because you're alive, uh, and so hopefully I will continue to pray for him that he continues to heal up, that he continues to get better. Uh, but but today I want to talk about prayer and. And one of the things I've noticed is that we have this tendency to turn to God in prayer in our in our emergencies, in our in our big deals, in our big troubles. We we turn to God and we we look to Him for help. And the question I guess I want to get to is, uh, should it be that we only turn to Him in those kind of times? You know, we should turn to Him in those times. But what what would happen if we started to turn to Him? more if we started to turn to him all the time if if prayer became something that we did with our with our big needs and our small needs and all of our needs what would happen what would change and what i want to talk about today is what would change as we would really uh, bring our focus in on our good shepherd we would follow our good shepherd more closely with more trust and We would follow him and feel secure in our relationship with him. And so I want to talk about prayer today. I want to talk about asking our shepherd for our needs, because one of the biggest things that will do is that will help us uh, follow and focus in on our good shepherd now we're in this series we're talking about following our shepherd following our good shepherd uh god is a good god and jesus said i I am the the, i am the good shepherd you know and 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 scripture in psalm 23 god says uh, or it says the lord is my shepherd and and down in verse six surely your Goodness will follow me all the days of my life. And so, how do we experience that goodness? That's what this series has been about. How do we experience and how do we follow the good shepherd and experience the goodness he wants to give us? Well, last week we talked about we give him credit. Uh, We give him credit as the good shepherd and we give him credit for being so good. And today I want to talk about another way that we do that. Uh, We continually ask the good shepherd. And uh, and I just want to talk about some of the things that will happen if we really do uh, follow him, uh, some of the things that might change in us, some of the ways we might change the way we pray, uh, if we follow this good shepherd and really truly do trust him. Well, here's the first thought that I want to share with you. Uh, the first thing we'll do if we're going to be Asking our good Shepherd is we're going to be number one. If you're writing this down, right you, you grab a pen, grab a paper, grab something, write this down, type it in your notes and your uh, uh, on your phone, whatever you have to do. But number one is I will continually ask the shepherd's help not just in time of crisis not but but continually about everything i'll come to him uh, whenever i have a need and with all my needs did you know that the bible teaches us over and over and over again to continually be asking the good shepherd for his help, uh, to be continually talking to him about our needs uh, over and over again. It will say things like this. Uh, we'll be told to pray in Jesus' name for whatever uh, we can. We'll be told to ask and seek and, and knock, and the door will be open. In fact, the scriptures will tell us, ask, and, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find, and knock, and and the door will be open to you. And, and we're told to ask for. For all good things, he's a good God. He's a good Shepherd, and he wants goodness for you. Wants you to experience his goodness, and so we're supposed to ask for his goodness in our life. We're told to ask him with confidence. We're told to ask him for forgiveness, and we're told to ask him to help us forgive others. We're told to ask according to the Father's will. We're told to ask about things that will give us joy. We're told to ask about. God's blessings in our life, and we're told to ask for uh, his good things to come our way. We're told to ask for God's power uh, in ministry and his help and guidance in ministry. We're told to ask for opportunities to do ministry and to share Jesus and to to serve God. What We're told to ask for gifts and, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're, we're told to ask for God to raise people up to do ministry. We're told to ask that God's kingdom will grow in our communities and in our world, which by the the way means we're going to pray that our church will grow. We're told to ask for whatever you wish. We're told to ask for wisdom when we need it. We're told to ask for our daily needs. We're, We're told to ask for strength against temptation. We're told to ask for healing and to pray for others and their healing. We're we're told to ask and we're told that sometimes, in fact, a a lot of the time you don't have because you don't ask. And and that one really gets me because I think about all the things that maybe I didn't ask for that God's just been waiting for me to ask for and I don't have because I I don't ask. And and we're told to ask for blessings and help and healing and strength and, and encouragement for others, and we're told to ask about everything in our lives. In fact, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says it this way, pray about everything. Everything. Uh, Not just when you're hurting, or your friends are hurting. Not not just when there's an emergency, but to pray about everything. To pray about everything you need in your life. To pray about about everything you desire in life. To pray about every opportunity. To pray about to pray about everything. In Matthew chapter seven. It says this, it, Jesus teaches in Matthew 7, 7, he says, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and, and you will find and keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. And here's the thing if we really focus and keep our focus on our good shepherd as we follow him, uh, we will keep on asking God for help. We'll keep on asking him and praying to him and coming to him, asking for his help in our life. And sometimes what we do is we say, well, you know, God, uh, I'll ask you for the big stuff, but I don't want to bother you with the small stuff. I mean, I only pray to him about the big stuff. And and I've even talked to people who were Christians that that were feeling a little magnanimous uh, they were feeling like they were you know uh, not not uh, trying not to bother god sort of a a humble brag type moment where they say you know i, I don't want to bother him with my small stuff but here's the thing i i recently heard one preacher say it this way that everything's small to god even our big stuff compared to god's power and god's ability Everything you have in your life is small stuff because he is able and capable and so powerful and so big that it's all small to him. But he still wants you to ask. He still wants you to come so that he can give you good things in your life. And what happens when we lose focus on our good shepherd? When we lose sight of him, what happens is we stop asking him for help. Our prayers kind of Well, they fall by the wayside. We don't pray as much when we lose sight of the Good Shepherd. We don't ask him for help as much when we lose sight of the Good Shepherd. We sort of stray. We go on our own. We think we'll handle everything on our own. We we think we'll uh, deal with our own problems. We don't bother God with them. Uh, And we... We stop asking. Our prayers become kind of weak and shallow and and our prayer life doesn't become meaningful. Sometimes we do pray and it's just really just we move our lips and say some words, but there's not a lot of real meaning or power in them. And, uh, and, and when was the last time you just turned to God and you had any need, just a small need, just maybe a big need, any need, and you said, God, I need your help. God, will you help me at work? to figure out this situation this 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 problem I'm having god will you help me at work in, in my relationships with the people at the office uh, god will you help me at home I, i'm having this this problem with my kids I'm looking for wisdom uh, will you help me God will you help me with my finance I, I I need to figure some things out and change some things and will you help me figure out uh, help me with this payment help me uh, with this project help me God and, and when was the last time you turned to your good shepherd who wants to lead you into his goodness and you said God help me uh, God I have a need here here's what I need and and will you will you help me And the more I lose sight of my good shepherd, the less I ask him for help. And so I guess you could sort of use this thought or this idea to say, you know, how how focused am I and how focused have I been? You know, have I been praying about everything? Have I been been coming to Him in prayer, and and or have I just been trying to do life on my own and missing out on the goodness of my good Shepherd? And so, so it, it says this in James 4:2. You don't have because. Or you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it, and God wants you to come to Him. He wants you to ask, and and God is a God who sort of set things up, who who plans on doing things based on what we ask Him for. You know, He wants us to lean in on Him. He wants us to come to Him and say, "God, uh, my, you're my good Shepherd. God, uh, will you will you take care of me? Will you will you help me?" And I want to encourage you, maybe maybe your next step today is to say, God, I know you are a good God, and you've told me to ask over and over in Scripture, and and you've filled your Scriptures with promises to me. And so, God, uh, you've told me to ask you about my needs, and here, here is one, one of my needs. And then you pray. Tell him what that need is. I want to encourage you, beginning this week, to spend at least one time this week, maybe maybe every day this week. Just have have one thing that you say, God, help me here today. Well, another thing that happens when I focus on my shepherd, when I'm asking him for help, is I'll grow in my trust in the good shepherd i'll go grow, grow in trust as i as i ask him and as he hears my prayers and he answers my prayers and and when i'm specific about my prayers i, I learn to trust him by the way that's something that we need to do as we praise we need to be specific about what we're praying for uh, don't, don't just throw out there god well, well i mean you could god I, I i would like your blessing god will you bless me you could pray that prayer that's a great prayer to pray uh, but But what if you got specific? God, will you bless me? with help in this situation in my life? God, will you bless me as I as I look for a spouse? God, will you bless me as I try to grow as a parent? And, and will you help me to, to make good decisions here? God, will you give me specific uh, blessings? And then you begin to list those specific blessings. And as you do, you'll find him answering your prayers and, and you'll get to a place to where you really trusted him where you you really know that, that he is your good shepherd. If you looked back on this last year, how would you say your trust grew? Would you say it grew at all? Uh, did you grow in trust, or did you lose trust in Jesus? Or maybe you look back in the last couple of years, or the last few years, the last several years, and have you been growing? You know, are you? Do you have more trust today in Jesus as your good Shepherd than you did yesterday? And and why, or why not? You know, one of the things that that we we know is that children learn to trust their parents in this pattern. Uh, psychologists and counselors will all talk about this thing they call the circle of security. And and this circle of security is this pattern uh, this process that all of us go through as we learn to trust our parents, as we learn to trust the people that take care of us. Uh, this circle is something that uh, infants will go through over and over and over again. It's something that children, little children will go through. And and this is even a pattern that that we can keep going through into adulthood in a healthy relationship between parents and their children there'll be this cycle and the cycle begins as as the the child sees it has a need uh, the child has a need and he sees it and no matter how big the need is no matter how small the need is you know that children tend to uh, tend to ask about everything you know the younger they are when they're babies uh, they might see the need that they're hungry they, they see the need to be held they, they see the need uh, to have their diaper changed and and as a child a child might see their need for attention see their need for a hug or affirmation they'll see their need for love and in and, and a teenager will will see their need for a new pair of pants or a new pair of shoes uh, uh, see their need for for help with their homework, or or, or they s- might see a need uh, for something in their life, and, and and it goes from seeing the need to sharing. The need, and, and then the the infant will cry because that's their communication, right? And and they'll cry until uh, until that need is is observed. You know, why is this child crying? Does it need to be held? Does it need to be uh, Does it need to be fed? Does the diaper need to be changed? And a new parent's going through like the list of all the things that this child is crying about. Uh, a little child will will see the need and and they'll start speaking the need. And they'll share that need. Uh, they'll say they watch me you know delight in me uh, be happy for me help me and i remember each one of my kids going through that that there was like a phase where they were always saying hey mom look you know and and my son probably did that more than any of the other kids uh, of, of my two daughters they still did that but they didn't do it as much my son he's always like mom look at this mom watch me do this mom did you see that and uh, there's this need they have for and for affirmation and they share that need and and a teenager will will, will share their need they'll, they'll go like this and, and they'll say, I need money, right? Or or they'll say, I need clothes, or I need a ride. I, I'm hungry, I, feed me, help me. I, I need someone to talk to, or I need some guidance, and, uh, or I need some alone time. They'll share their need. And then what happens is after the need is seen and after the need is shared, the need will then be supplied by the parent. You know, the parent will supply what, This child needs in a healthy environment that child will learn over and over and over again that their parents welcome them to come and uh, to come with their needs. To come and share their needs, that their parents will do what they can to meet their needs, and sometimes the parents realize that that the best way to meet their needs is to say no or not yet. Uh, sometimes uh, the parent sees the need to to actually do what the child's asking for, to actually feed this child, to to help this child, to hold this child, to watch this child, to push the child on the swing, to, uh, to, to give the money, to buy a new pair of shoes that fit now. And, and the parent will supply the need. And then what happens is because what was seen and shared was supplied, what will happen is trust will be secured. That child will learn to trust their parent. And, and the parents uh, who, who are bigger, who, who are stronger, who are wiser than their kids, usually, uh, the parents over and over and over again meet those needs. And the children over and over and over again uh, build a sense of security with their parents. And you know what happens? Trust trust comes out of that. As a child, we all went through this process of of seeing and sharing and our parents supplying and we felt secure. And hundreds, thousands of times we've gone through that process with our parents and we learned we could trust our parents. And And some people, they, they were in a situation where that circle, that cycle was broken and there was trust that was broken. But but most people go through this experience and they they learn to trust their parents in a healthy environment and uh, and it can even continue into adulthood as we uh, see and share our needs with our adult with our with our parents even as adults and they they meet a need somewhere the needs obviously change uh, but there's still this cycle of trust that happens in our life and and guess what that's the way we learn to trust God, too. We One of the reasons God wants us to ask and to keep on asking, and not just about the big things, but the small things, is he wants to teach us to trust God him if you feel like your your trust in him has maybe waned or your trust in him hasn't been growing it might be because you haven't been praying you haven't been asking and you haven't been going through this cycle of learning to trust in God you see here's how it works I I see a need no matter how big or small and I say God I have this need and I share it with him and, and when I share it with him, I come to him, my heavenly father, in prayer. And I say, in Jesus' name, your will be done. Here's my need. And I share with him what my need is. And then God supplies that need. Sometimes he does it the same way we do as parents. He says, no, not yet. Or he says, yes, and he fulfills the prayer. He fulfills our need. And in that way, our trust grows and our relationship with our good shepherd becomes secure. And we want to grow and trust, don't we? We want to learn to trust in God. I want to learn to trust in God. I want to learn to experience the goodness of my good shepherd. And if I'm going to truly grow, I want to make, I want to make myself grow and trust through prayer by praying to him about, about everything, whether it's big or whether it's small and a lot of my relationship with God up to this point has has grown my trust has grown I've learned to trust him because of the way that he's answered so many prayers he's answered uh, so many needs and sometimes I can feel guilty even preaching a a message like this or teaching a message like this, because I'm reminded that I really don't pray enough. I, I don't ask him enough. But then I go back and I remember some of the ways that he is answered. You know, one of the ways that stands out to me, and it stood out to me uh, for a very long time, was, uh, well, uh, one time I, I... I lost something and if if you're someone that knows me that you're close to me you know that I lose stuff all the time I I set stuff down I forget where I put it uh and I'm always going where's my keys where's this where's my wallet uh I try to put things in the same place but then once in a while I get sidetracked I put it in not the same place and man I don't know what happened to it well I, I was I was the dean of a camp in upstate New York out in the out in the woody mount uh Uh, woody foothills i guess you'd call them uh, kind of mountainous area uh, in in new york and this what they call the southern tier it's kind of southern new york where this camp was i was the dean of uh, senior high camp and and different camps that year and while i was there i had this special watch I bought this watch on a mission trip, and usually I would try to pick something up on a mission trip to remember that trip by to pray for the people that I worked with and, and met and all that stuff. And I bought a watch on this one trip, and, and I had this watch. I was wearing it, and it was before smart watches and phones with clocks on them and all that kind of stuff. And, and so I have this watch, and throughout the week I, I was going around, and somewhere somehow I lost that watch and oh I was so upset and when I lose something and I'm looking for it I look I look like a crazy man and uh, I I went all over that camp and I'd, I'd been all over that camp as a dean I'd been to the soccer fields to the woods praying I'd been to uh, the chapel to the dining hall to the uh, to, to the dorms to my room I mean I'd been everywhere and so I had to look everywhere and I looked and looked and looked for Days and could not find this watch. Well, one morning I was out praying up in the in the woods, uh, getting ready for the day. I I went for a walk, and while I was walking and praying, I thought, you know, I hadn't really prayed that God would help me find that watch, and maybe I ought to do that. And so I I prayed, you know, God, uh, God. I can't find this watch, and uh, you know where it is, and if it's your will, you know, it's just a stupid watch. I I know it's not that big a deal, but, uh, you know, it's kind of special to me. Would you help me find that watch? And, you know, right after I prayed that prayer, I I, I took a couple steps to head back down the hill and, and to get the day going, and I took a couple steps. I just happened to glance down, and wouldn't you know it, the watch was sitting right there in the grass in front of my foot. I couldn't believe it. God, you are so good, you know, is kind of what was going through my mind. I, I, I was just amazed. And, and, you know, the little things like that helped me to trust God. I'd walk past that thing so many times looking for it. And I walked past it even while I was walking up to pray in the woods. And, uh, and here I pray and I look down and there it is. God, uh, you taught me to trust you a little bit right there. <laughs> and and you know, whether it's something small like a lost watch or something big like a health issue or a financial struggle or a, or a real problem you're facing, God wants you to ask. And one of the reasons he wants you to ask is so that you can learn to trust him, that he's the source of what you're receiving. So you can go through this cycle of seeing and sharing your needs and, and, and this cycle of him supplying what you need and 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 building trust, your trust becomes more secure. He wants you to go through that process with him. And and honestly, one of the reasons that I've learned to trust God the way that I trust him today is because of of this cycle that we've gone through together throughout my Christian life. God has taken care of us. We prayed and God's helped us go through all kinds of things in ministry. We've prayed and, and God's helped us and God's been there for us and God's supplied what we needed. And we've seen God work. That's how it works. We grow in trust. And again, when was the last time you said, God, you are my shepherd and you're a good shepherd. And you've told me to ask you about everything. And God, you know what? Uh, You told me to ask about my needs. Here's a need I'm going to ask you about really want to encourage you, once again, to take that challenge up, to say, you know what, this week I'm going to ask God to supply my needs, so to take care of my needs, big needs and small needs. And I'm just going to, whenever I see a need, hey, there okay, I have a need here. God, uh, will you help me with this need? And that brings us to number three. And number three is this. As I'm asking him and as I'm trusting in him, I'm going to learn to wait on my shepherd. I'm going to continually trust and, and I'm going to continually ask and, and I'm going to continually wait. I know God hears my prayers. I know he can meet my needs. He, he can do whatever he wants. He, he is God. And that part of trusting in him to be able to supply our needs is saying, God, you're God, I'm not, and and you can do what I'm asking you to do. And I know you want to give me good gifts. In Luke chapter 11, verse 13, Jesus taught, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And you know, think about that circle of trust or that cycle of trust—that that seeing and sharing—and and, and th- then then the parent supplies and trust is built. How much more will, as we go through this with God, will God do uh, for His children? And and I know uh, sometimes, like I said, as good parents, we say no, which is an answer. And we say, not yet, which is also an answer. And so often, God will. Be our shepherd who cares for us and wants to meet our needs, and so often his prayers will be answered with a not yet. Uh, You know, not every time we pray will we look down at our feet and find the watch, so to speak. You know, not every time we pray will there be an instant healing. Not every time that we pray will there be this miraculous thing that happens. God can do it, but often he does it a different way so that we wait on him and we can learn to trust. Trust in Him. I have another story. I've got lots of I lost this thing and God helped me find it type stories. Uh, But I have another story about my glasses. Uh, I I I had this pair of glasses. I still I have them today. So you know the the end or the rest of the story. I had this pair of glasses that I got in India on a mission trip, and I loved those glasses. They looked really neat, and uh, you know I I I had them. I I had I had my My prescriptions in them. And one of the things that it it was kind of the. It was at the point I got them where I realized I really needed glasses. Uh, my notes started to get hard to see, and you know my my eyes have gotten to where I needed them. But I was still getting used to them, having a hard time because wearing them all the time they would get heavy on my on my nose. So when I talked to people or when I was working on on studying, reading, or writing or something like that, I often would take them off and just talk to people. Well, one time I had lost these glasses and I could not figure out where I'd lost them. Uh, I I prayed, God, once again, I lost something. Would you help me? Would you help me find my glasses? I I really love those glasses, and you know, it it gave me a lot of joy to to find them. And, And month after month went by, and I never found the glasses i was really upset and frustrated and and you know kept hoping the glasses were going to turn up well finally i broke down and i think my wife was happy that i i actually did go ahead and buy another pair of glasses because she was getting tired of the way those old ones looked and and to be honest with you it was probably time well i want to went and got fitted for a new pair i bought this pair here and, and uh, when this pair finally arrived I had a lady in the church walk up to me, hold up my old glasses to me and said, did you lose these? Are these your glasses? I said those are my glasses. Oh, that's so great. You know, God is good. He answered prayer. We found the glasses. <laughs> I was like, "Well, what why why do you have them? <laughs> How did you get them?" Well, apparently I'd gone over to their house months and months ago and and sat down with uh, with her and her husband and we had conversation and in the course of that conversation, I was sitting on the couch and I must have taken the glasses off and and maybe somewhere along the lines set them down and they fell down into the cushions and then they made their way down deeper into the couch like things can, you know. And and one day she was looking for something that she had lost in her couch and she came up with my glasses. And and you know what? Sometimes God says, not yet. I'll answer the prayer. You're going to get the glasses, but it's going to be months from now, you know. Not yet. Just keep trusting in me. And and even that, you know, it builds trust. Hey, God answered a prayer. Praise God. God you know uh, and, and and God never intended for our relationship our our prayer life with him to be something that resembled a vending machine, you know, where I I throw a prayer in and an answer pops out, you know. I I say, "Oh God, I I need a car," and all of a sudden there's a brand new Toyota Tacoma sitting in the driveway with a big bow wrapped on it, you know. Or, or I say, "God, I I need some money," and and uh, all of a sudden, you know, you win the lottery or all of a sudden there's an envelope with a million dollars sitting under your door when you come home. Uh, or you say, "God, uh, I have a relationship problem. And then on that day, that person calls and everybody cries and everybody forgives one another and everything's fixed now. And, and God, I, I need healing from cancer. And all of a sudden that cancer is gone, you know. and And I, now I'm going to be honest with you. God can and sometimes does do things like that. And sometimes we don't have simply because we don't ask. But more often than not, God says, not yet. And we know there is a difference between no and not yet. Uh, Not yet uh, is still a yes, but in the future. And until then, I want you to trust in me and wait on me. and, and, And there's a difference between no and not yet. And sometimes God will answer with a no, and no is an answer. Sometimes, just like a parent, you know when a child asks them for something that might be inappropriate or something that might hurt them or something that might cause a problem or or something that you just know wouldn't be good for them, or maybe they ask you for something but you know you have something better for them uh, in store, sometimes you'll say no, and this God does the same thing with us. God knows the whole picture of our lives, not just our our not just our lives here on earth but our eternal life and he knows what will be best for us in eternity he knows and so we ask him and we ask him and we ask him and sometimes he's going to say no and sometimes he's going to say yes and sometimes he's going to say not yet and there again when God says not yet you know we, we pray and he says in that not yet time I want you to trust in me I want you to learn to lean in on me i want you to have some spiritual maturity you see an immature uh, immature child will throw a fit when they're told no you know like the child in the grocery store that that's just throwing a fit because they they couldn't get the toy they wanted or whatever they grabbed off the shelf mom and dad took away and uh, sometimes we could be like that with god you know, oh, I really want this God, and if you're not going to give that to me, then you know, I don't, I don't want anything to do with you. We get grumpy, we get mad, we get we get emotional, and and we throw a spiritual fit or uh, an immaturity when when a parent says not yet. Uh, they also throw a fit, you know. Uh, I want it now, you know, we live in an immediate, you know, results kind of world, you know, we text somebody, we want them to text us back right now, we call somebody, we want them to answer right now, or call us back right away, and uh, we, we flip to a channel, and immediately it goes to that channel, we Google a question, immediately we get results, but God says, you don't work with me that way, sometimes I'm going to say to you, slow down. Sometimes I'm going to say to you trust in me and 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 wait because I will answer your prayer just not right now just not yet and and even that process can build trust anybody who's ever prayed for something for years anybody who's ever prayed and watched God work the slow process of faithfulness for years and then had an answer to prayer come about would say that actually that time man that made me that made me trust even more uh, there's something about that process, you know. When when we started in ministry here at this church, we were prayed that we would grow to a certain point, point. and it took years for us to grow to that point. and And now we can look back, we can say God has answered prayer, you know. And anybody who's had a a friend or a spouse, or or who's had someone they cared about that they loved, that they prayed would come to know Jesus, and they prayed for. Years. And that person still, you know, wouldn't go to church. That person still wouldn't make a, a personal decision to follow Jesus. And God knows there's more to that, that goes into that process, you know. there uh, God will do his part. We need to do our part, praying and, and inviting and reaching out. And, and God will do the part of conviction and, and working on their hearts. But there is a part they have to play. They have to respond to what God is doing. And so it kind of takes all these parts but man if you were someone who prayed for somebody for 5 6 10 20 years and then you saw them make a decision to follow Jesus you just went praise god god you're faithful right and and the 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 faith the trusting the continually praying over all that time built a trust in god that's almost uh, un unmeasurable you know and 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 so God wants us to be praying and to keep on praying and continually praying for things that we care about things we need and and he wants us to continually do it and sometimes he wants us to do it boldly and, and that's another answer to those folks that say well I'd only want to bother God with my big things uh uh-uh. god wants you to be bold to come before him, come before him boldly, to boldly step before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and say, God, I have this request. And sometimes he wants us to come bring bold requests or requests that someone might look and say, wow, I can't believe you're asking God for that. You know, and, and isn't that a little big? Isn't that a little unrealistic? But no, he tells us to come and bring him our needs and come and bring him bold requests. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says this, So let us come. Boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we we will receive His mercy, and we will find His grace and His help, and He will help us when we need it most. And so, what He's saying is, no, come to come to Me and be bold. I'm your heavenly Father. I'm your Dad. I'm the God of gods and King of kings and Lord of lords. But I'm your Father, and and your parents give good gifts how much more will i give good gifts so come to me boldly and, and here's a question when was the last time you brought a bold request to god one that was just outlandish what well, one that was that was huge one that where you said god would you hear my bold request you know i, I don't want to just have like this this uh, uh, this ineffective this This unimportant prayer life with you, I want to come before you and ask you, God, will you do this big thing? God, will you do this huge thing? God, will you do something that only you can do? When was the last time you prayed a prayer like that? Pray, God, do something so that it's obvious you did it here. I can think of many times where, as a pastor, I've prayed over this church body and I've said, God, will you do something in this church? That makes it evident you are here, that makes it evident that that this is a work you're doing. When was the last time you said, "God, will you do something in my life like that? God, will you do something in my life? Will will you hear this bold request, this world-changing request, this 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 bold, big thing, God, will you do this? And let me tell you, the worst that can happen is he can say, no or not yet but the best that could happen is he could say absolutely let's do this <laughs> he may by the way end up calling you to be a part of the answer to the prayer you're praying you know he might call you to be a part of of his plan to fulfill your prayers you know god will you reach this community for christ uh, and make this community a community that in in the state of oregon one of the 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 most godless states in the in the United States God will you turn this little town into a town that uh, well that becomes known as a town full of People who love you, want to follow you and make you their good shepherd. That people will know that this town will have a reputation as being a, a Christian town. And, and someone might look and say, that is a crazy request. I mean, this is a, this is a tough town. This is a spiritually dark town. This is a town where uh, even people in Portland think that crazy people live in this town. And, uh, and God, will you make this town? a Christian town. Wow, what a bold request. But Remember, he might want you to be a part of the answer to his prayer. He might want you to share Christ with people. He might want you to be more committed to your church. He might want you to be more committed to prayer and to following him and to knowing the good shepherd personally. You might end up being an a part of the answer to that bold kind of prayer. I love the way that that the psalmist prays in Psalm 69. You know, we might ask, well, why would God answer our prayers like that? Well, for one, because He's good, and two, because He loves you. In Psalm 69:16, the psalmist prays, Answer me, O Lord, out of the goodness of Your love. In Your great mercy, turn to me. One thing I want you to hear is this that God's answer to your prayers comes out of his goodness not yours by the way God God does good things for bad people Jesus died on a cross for sinful people Jesus died to give his love and grace and mercy to broken people and and as forgiven sinful people who are now children of God we come to him and we pray for his goodness and he hears and he answers out of his goodness and he hears and answers out of his great love and he hears and he answers out of his mercy his answer to your prayers is always going to be based on who he is and he wants you to come to him and he wants you to ask I want to come back to the story of Damar Hamlin, uh, the safety for the the Buffalo Bills that got hurt on Monday night. Uh, I I recently came across a prayer that one man prayed publicly. He said, you know, I've heard people say we need to put out our thoughts and prayers. He said, it's on my heart and I want to pray for Damar Hamlin right now. Uh, So I'm going to bow my head and close my eyes, he said, and I'm going to pray for him right here. And uh, here's what he prayed. He prayed, God, we come to you in these moments and we don't understand. Um, These moments are hard because we believe that you are God. And coming to you and praying to you has an impact. We're sad, we're angry, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray truly to come to you. We pray for strength for Damar, for healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar. Be with his family and give them peace. If we didn't believe that prayer worked, we wouldn't ask this of you. But I believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. And so we lift up his name in the name of, uh, in in your name, amen. And uh, that wasn't the prayer of a pastor. <laughs> that wasn't the prayer of a peace, uh, priest or some chaplain. Uh, that was the prayer of uh, Dan Orlovsky on ESPN's NFL Live. That was broadcast on, on television as as this guy just boldly, publicly prayed for someone he cared about and for a situation he cared about. And it doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to be a pastor or a priest or 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 someone uh, who works at a church or, or is a volunteer. All of us can pray. All of us can come. And all of us can say to our Heavenly Father, God, will you hear me as I lift up my need? And he wants you to come to him. He wants you to be praying to him, to know him, to learn to trust him as you ask and, and you you see your needs and you share your needs with him and then he supplies your needs and you build this uh, this trust that becomes secure. He, he wants you to know him and continually come to pray to him, to trust in him and to learn to lean on him. And as you do, you will find yourself learning to focus on the good shepherd and coming to know truly know his goodness in your life. Well, what I want to do right now is I just want to pray. Let's pray together. Uh, let me pray for you and and pray that you will grow and trust as you learn to pray for him, uh, pray to him for everything. Let's pray together. Father in heaven I just want to pray for my friends who are joining me today. I pray that you will bless each of them pray that you'll help them grow in their trust in you as they watch you answer their prayers and as they focus on you their good shepherd in their life father i pray that you will move in all of our lives i want to come before you and boldly pray for each one who's here that god you will help each one grow in their faith and come closer to you to see jesus as their savior and grace giver, and their good shepherd. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said together, amen. Well, I want to say thank you for joining me as we've continued this series. And I want to invite you to make sure you come back next Sunday as we dive in once again and continue this series where we're talking about following our good shepherd. Um, And I want to move into a time now where I'm just going to say thank you. Thank you to those of you who are praying. You know, there are two big ways that you can help us reach more people with this online ministry and reach more people here in Vernonia and at Vernonia Church. The the real big one is prayer. And I would like to ask you to pray. Specifically, pray that we continue to meet new people online and help people come to know Jesus as their good shepherd. Uh, Be praying that God will use this outreach to help people come to know faith in Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. Uh, We want to see more people go to heaven because of what we're doing here online. So be praying. Pray that this outreach will grow. And pray that God will raise up workers that will be able to help us with this outreach. I, I need a lot of help doing all this stuff that we're doing. I have a lot of ideas, things that I'd like to do that... I can't do right now because I don't have the help. And you know Jesus said, pray, there's the, the harvest field is right. Pray for workers for the harvest field so you could be praying that God would raise up some people uh, who could who could help with this online ministry in various ways. Uh, another way that you can help and support and some many of you do is by giving financially and all this stuff that we do as a church takes money and and part of the partnership we have is some of you give so that I can preach. Some of you give so that I can teach. Some of you give so that Fernonia Church can do the ministry that we do. And I want to say thank you to those of you who are giving and who are a part of that. If you'd like to give, if you like to be someone who is a part of that, um, that support, that, that, who could say, you know what, I'm giving and my giving is helping people hear about Jesus, uh, you're welcome to do that. You can go online at any time. There should be a link, actually, down below. You can hit that link. It'll bring you to our website. And if you didn't know our website, it's www.vernonia.church. And you can uh, go there, hit the Give tab. You can give. You can set up giving in any way, shape, or form. Some people, they just they give like a dollar a week. A dollar a message. Other people they they give more substantially. Some people tithe through our our tithely account there where they're giving they're giving uh, they're giving what they would normally give to their home church. They're giving through our online church because this has become their online home. And some people are giving above and beyond that. And I just want to say thank you to all of you who are giving because your giving is making a difference. And I'd like to finish up our online teaching time like I do every Sunday. I'd like to go ahead and pray that God will bless this ministry and that he will work through this ministry, that we will continually do what we should be doing with it. Uh, Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we come before you, and God, we ask that you would bless Vernonia Church, first of all. Uh, God, we ask that you would continue to do things in this church that would remind us that you are working in this place and that you are here. God, will you do things that will uh, make it evident that this is a work you're doing? Uh, God, uh, bring about uh, revival in the hearts of the people. Bring about an extra measure of repentance, bring about some amazing things. Help us to reach more people this year to double in how many people we've baptized. God, will you pray that we would uh, be able to lead more people to first-time decisions than ever before? God, will you use this online teaching to help accomplish that? God, we just want to pray big prayers. We want to pray that you would turn Vernonia into a community that that is a a lighthouse for this state. Uh, that, that this community would become a place where people love you and walk with you and follow you and put you first. I pray that you would just make that happen here, God. I pray that uh, you will use our online ministry and and that you will bless it. That that you will bless each one who joins us. Uh, most of all, God, we want to pray that you would take this online ministry wherever you want to take it, that that wherever there's somebody that needs to hear what we talk about in these teachings, that that these teachings would meet that person at just the right time and that you would help people come to know you and follow you as their good shepherd because of them. And it's in Jesus' name we pray together. Everybody said, amen. Well, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and declare, it's been a great day with me. I love finishing up our teachings with this. So on the count of three, we're going to declare, it's been a great day. Wherever you are, you can join me in that if you can safely. Uh, Just yell out on the count of three, it's been a great day. Let's go ahead and do that. One, two, three, it's been a great day. I hope you have a great day and I hope you have a great week. And don't forget to pray.